on this episode of the Flophouse, guess who lives next door? Um, some sort of boy? And a MILF. To each other. <laughs> in the boy next door to the MILF. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. What's up, Dan McCoy? I'm Stuart Wellington. Hey guys, I'm Elliot Kalen, and I'm feeling pretty sleepy, so All watch out. All are here and tired. Okay. Yes. So if, if we were one of the seven dwarves, we'd be Doc. What? <laughs> Surprise. When Surprise, he was a narcoleptic. <laughs> sleepy actually had medication that he took to keep mm-hmm. himself awake. And yeah. he was the only one who was actually a doctor. Weird, huh? It's strange, strange. Iceland scenario. Yep, Sleepy was the doctor and Doc was the sleepy guy. Meanwhile, Dopey was pretty grumpy and grumpy kind of a dope. <laughs> Friendship bear? Not that friendly. Wait. Elaru <laughs> was an elephant and a kangaroo. What's that all about? What's that, a wuzzle? Yeah, wuzzle. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Friendship bear was... Uh, was was that was a what that serial killer? Half wolf, yep. Half muzzle. Half <laughs> <laughs> muzzle. <laughs> half Wolfgang Peterson. <laughs> half guzzle. Um. Yeah. So tonight we. What What do we do on this podcast, yeah, Dan? Do, Dan? Hold on. Rerack. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rewind that. This is a show where we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. Like yeah. three friends squawking in your ears. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or three chickens <laughs> clucking a yard around the farmyard. Dig- a bad movie that they watched. Yeah. They snuck into because they're chickens. They didn't pay because they're chickens. <laughs> well, they tried to pay, but the theater wouldn't take kernels of corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is uh, Gonzo's favorite movie theater to go to. Because it's full of chicks. He loves chickens. He loves chickens. Whatever one has chickens. Yeah, Yeah. because he has sex with them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like how you asked me almost like I had a hot inside tip. Like I'm (laughs) the guy from TMZ telling you where to find Gonzo (laughs) in a movie theater. Yeah, I got exclusive footage of Gonzo on a date at the movies. A date with Camilla. (laughs) Parker Bowles. The chicken version. Um, so, this so for those of you listening at home, uh, my character is wearing jeans. Uh, my, my my hair is tussled uh, handsomely. Okay. I'm smiling. Yeah. Yep. Describe yourself as having handsomely tussled hair. But he does. Take a look at it, Dan. I've got I've got a I'm wearing a hoodie. All right. Uh, now it smells l- like popcorn. If I could describe my character uh, from the waist down, it's all tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> from the waist up, it's like that tree monster from that old Saturday morning cartoon where it was the people fighting the monsters. Groot. Yeah, no, no, it's not Groot. It was like the humanoid, subhumanoids or something like that. <laughs> and uh, my head looks like George Clooney in his prime, yeah. except all of my hair is worms. And if I could describe <laughs> myself, I'm handsomer and cooler than you assholes think. But in your head, I'm going to be some boring, bland guy. And in front of me, where my eyes see you. Oh, boy. 
you just got lumped into asshole territory. Yeah. Mm, uncharted. Everybody but Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and it just says on the map, a big blank area labeled here, here be, be assholes. <laughs> um, so... So with that, that picture fresh in your mind, yeah. of now these, imagine us watching a movie. And what movie did we watch, which we will now talk about, Daniel? We watched The Boy Next Door. We watched The Boy Next Door? Yeah, we like, peeped on him. We know we were babysitting? <laughs> we watched, no. We, we spied on him. <laughs> like Jennifer Lopez did in the movie The Boy Next Door. Oh, starring Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> yeah. J-Lo. Playing in... Yep, J-E-L-L-O. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not dessert without J-Lo. The gelatin treat that was also in the movie mm-hmm. Gili, a.k.a. Jell-O. Jell-O. <laughs> Jell-O is pretty jiggly. J-Lo is Jell-O in G-Lo. You can never have enough J-Lo. <laughs> There's always room for J-Lo. When J-Lo was out of sight. U-turn. <laughs> I forgot she was in U-turn. Yeah. So, wait, yes, wait, wait, the boy you, next door. What, about it? what about it? Well, Dan, <laughs> this is a this, erotic thriller. This yep, is a I guess. this Speaking is of erotic thrillers. That's not where I was going. Uh, the movie we like watched, Consequence. Night Eyes Four. Um, <laughs> so, um, strip to kill. <laughs> uh, uh, animal instincts. Sexual response. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> sexual response. I, I, an erotic thriller. It's called Boobs Half in Shadow. <laughs> it's called Strip Kill for Revenge of the Strip Killer. It's called De- Deadly Intention. It's called Woman Who Changes Her Underwear in Front of an Open Window, the movie. It's called Thong Stab, the movie. <laughs> Thong Stab? Yep. Something that a caveman yells at you as when he lunges with his obsidian axe. Yeah. Uh, so... I was not going to say erotic thriller before, uh, although it was my favorite genre of movie when I was 13, when I learned the code in the TV guide, which is, if the movie's listed as having nudity, that's a waste of your time. But if it's listed as having sexual situations, mm. there's going to be a lot of nudity in that. And if yeah. it stars one of the two Shannons, Worry or Tweed, mm-hmm. then you are off to the races, my friend. Yeah. If it has the words indecent, instinct, animal, obsession, private, basic, (laughs) personal, or erotic, (laughs) then you're in the title, then you're doing okay. So that's that's a recipe for an hour to an hour and a half of you watching this movie in the dark, checking over your shoulder to make sure nobody comes in through the door. Exactly. Make sure my parents are not standing there. Come down the basement. Holding uh, a giant cake that says first first jack off. (laughs) (laughs) With a penis-shaped candle. Then what a weird, what a weird civilization this would be if we, if we, if we celebrated a, a boy's first masturbating with a penis-shaped cake. Yeah. Today you are not a man, but you are on your way to having a misunderstanding of what it's like to be a man. That's the world I want to live in. <laughs> well, be the change you want to be. Do you want to see, Dan? Uh, so th- I don't have any children of my own. I feel like if I yeah, there's a reason kid, for that. A random kid, it would be even. <laughs> you just walk up, walk up to a 13 year old. You're like, you look like you're you're jerking it. Here, take this cake. Some boy next door. Yeah. Speaking of the boy next door, it is a three-peat return for the director of the movie, Rob Cohen, mm-hmm. who has previously directed two other Flophouse movies: Stealth, the first ever Flophouse yeah, movie, ever Flophouse movie, and the movie that was so great, we had to create this great. 
Flopcast that goes on forever, and it's the rest of my life, I suppose. And also Alex Cross, starring Tyler Perry as Alex Cross in Alex Cross. Don't count Alex Cross out of this one. Mm-hmm. Cross him off the list of Alex's. Yeah. Uh, cross, cross. So, Dan, did, was it, and Stuart, was it clear from the way this movie was made that it was from the producer of Monster Squad? Oh, uh, yeah. There was a lot of um, yeah, being in a, a a house in the suburbs. That's Fair, true. okay. That's like the Monster Squad. Yep, that's um, exactly like there the Monster was less Squad. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of zero to Dracula, it gets a zero. Yeah. <coughs> um, Should we talk about what this movie's about? I do remember Monster Squad features a great scene of guys peeping on a girl, and this yeah. show kind of this this movie kind of does it, that. It too. had some peeping. Yeah, but it was it was a lady peeping on a man for once. It's kind of for a, once, am I right, guys? Turn it around, turn the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ladies, can't tell. Ladies can peep too. I can't tell if you're being a feminist, if you're being feminist, or you're telling all the ladies out there they should be peeping at you yeah, because you you're take a piece of meat too. Damn it! Yeah, come on. Yep. Is that why when you what go, am I chopped liver? Yeah, when you go to the beach, <laughs> take you a show good off your gander. <laughs> You go to the beach Check to show off your body. You put on some mirror shades mm-hmm. so people, so women have their gaze reflected back at them, mm-hmm. and they're turned to stone. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Is he at Medusa Beach? What is? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a great beach. That was a really good 1980s Greek sex comedy. Medusa <laughs> yeah. Beach. Yeah, she had a bikini, and all her snakes had swim caps on them. Speaking of Greek sex comedies, uh, yeah, they mentioned the Iliad in this, and the star of uh, my big fat Greek weddings in this too. Uh, now I kind of want to see him. The, the guy, the guy from the, oh yeah, John Corbett wasn't John he in Corbett. wasn't he in the fat wedding movie? Yeah, yeah. The Greek wedding. He was in the Sex and City, and he was in the Northern Exposure. But he mm-hmm. doesn't even have the starring role in this. So I don't know what we're yeah. talking about him. Uh, although I do want to see a movie now called. Uh, called Bikini Bikini Iliad, <laughs> or it's just like the Iliad, but it's kind of like a bikini comedy. Here's another tip for the 13-year-olds watch, listening to this podcast and then going to watch HBO in the year 1995. If it's got bikini in the title, also a good bet. Yeah, You'll see it on HBO with the nudity and on USA Up All Night without the nudity. And you know what? In some ways, it's going to be more fun on USA Up All Night. And you might see the word school in that title, and you'd think, ugh, school, that sucks. But there's a decent chance that school is going to feature nudity. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because the only things <laughs> every the only thing these students are learning about is boobs, I mean, and they're all getting double D's. Particularly if it's a bikini school or it's Virgin Academy or Virgin uh, Academy. Well, I think that was the name of an actual movie. I'm not familiar with that one. You know, I mean, like you I'm know, glad you little, an actual me, movie accredited. Let me. Uh, <laughs> From the movie guild. Let me clue you into dramatic irony. Uh, a lot of people at Virgin Academy, not virgins. <laughs> Is that dramatic irony? Uh, it sounds like a mistitled film. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, that's the twist. <laughs> they're, sure. Yeah. They're looking to lose that's their virginity. the big twist. Shyamalan's big reveal at the end of yeah. Virgin Academy. Yeah, is that they're not virgins. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's talk about what happened in The Boy Next Door, the movie we watched. I had lost my maiden head all along, they say. Anyway, go on. <laughs> A little overly dramatic. They've been focusing too much on drama class. No, no, they, they shout it to the heavens. <laughs> uh, the movie is the story of one Claire Peterson, played by... Jennifer Lopez, or J-Lo, as she's also mm-hmm. known. Uh, she is an English teacher who teaches specifically the classics, as she says over and over again. And she Which is ones? 
Well, the Greek classics. <laughs> oh, which like what? Like the Iliad and the Odyssey. Okay. And I guess like the the greats of Greek mm-hmm. theater. The Orestes. May, maybe. maybe? Uh, well, that's Roman, isn't it? I don't know. Oh no, no, I'm thinking of something else. I'm sorry. They know that Orestes is Greek. I think yeah, because it's the story of Orestes. Orestes development. Mm -hmm. This is the story of a family (laughs) in ancient Greece made of warriors, and they all end up killing each other. This is Orestes development. But um, George Michael Orestes walked into work one day with a problem. That's pretty good. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so you're right. I think the Orestes would be in there, and and probably Roman classics too. She teaches the it is the Aeneid. Just couldn't do it. Uh, Strata. (laughs) Sure. The frogs. Yeah, these are all uh, also ancient texts. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, keep going. Keep coming up with more examples in your he head, but don't say them out loud. Like, uh, like Claire Peterson. Uh, she separated from her husband, Garrett, because he had an affair. Garrett and Morris? N- no. <laughs> nope. He seems like such a straight shooter, right? Well, no, he wasn't. He was had serious drug problems. <laughs> uh, and her best friend is the vice principal of the school, Vicky, played by Kristen Chenoweth, who does not sing in this movie. And she has a son. Well, one and all this is told to us in about three and a half minutes at the beginning of the movie. So I was like, this movie is moving pretty fast. Shot in a variety of locations, including a barn with a giant engine block suspended up in the air. Yeah, it felt like we were watching. It, it, I wouldn't have been surprised if a voice said previously on The Boy Next Door. <laughs> and then it just showed us all these scenes. But then the movie bogs down hard with the introduction of Noah Sandborn, who is the titular Boy Next Door. who's Speaking living- of hard bogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that guy is ripped with yeah. bogs. Bog is the hardest. <laughs> Which is, I'm going to say, the first bog is the hardest, mm-hmm. like the song says. No. Well, he's covered in, in muscle lumps. Yeah, mu- muscle lumps. <laughs> it's like the worst cartoon character for kids. <laughs> it's some kind of super buff cat. Some kind of, some kind of protein breakfast cereal. <laughs> Called muscle lumps. Uh, are your kids not jacked enough? Try muscle lumps. With all goes back to jacking around here. <laughs> uh, I meant jacked. Like anyway, forget no. it. So here, so uh, Noah lives next door with his uncle, granddad. He lives with an old man played by the police chief from Eagleheart, who, as we first see in a motorized wheelchair, which is always moving forward, yeah. <laughs> even when it seems like there is no more room for him to continue moving forward. Yeah, there's a, he's moving forward, then there's a cut, and he seems to have jumped backwards, and then he moves forward over the same uh, distance. It's a continuity error that would have been hilarious if they just kept going with That's it. That's indicate that the viewer has taken a... Step back cautiously. <laughs> now, Noah enters the picture in dramatic fashion. There's a problem with the garage door opener, and Jennifer Lopez decides the uh, she's going to go with the great strategy of, allow me to stand under the garage door and push it up while you, my 15-year-old son, who is by all accounts a total noodle, will just, like, pull a rope that pulls it up. Yeah. And I've seen enough. Final Destination movies to know that is a terrible song. Oh, she's getting crushed to she's death. She's getting chopped <laughs> like, in right, half cleanly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had a garage door of this type uh, growing up. and Braggart. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez would not have been crushed beneath the garage door. She would have been split in two. Had the guy not come in. Well, and- the movie seeks to tell us differently, Dan, because she seems to be in deadly danger <laughs> until Noah comes in and with his super buff muscle lumps pushes the door up, thus saving her life. 
Mm. So okay. I guess you the movie. Yes, the movie proved me wrong. Yeah, you owe the movie an apology. I'm sorry, the boy next door. Uh, Noah is somewhere. I couldn't. It, what was he like? 19 years old or something? He said just shy of 20. They put that. They they threw that in as early as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but he's also going back to high school because he was an accident of some kind, and uh, he becomes close to Claire and her son Kevin. Uh, he talks about how much he loves the Iliad. And starts talking about how much how important Achilles is to him as a character because he feels his feelings without letting anything get in the way of them. Meanwhile, Garrett, the dad, comes back and takes Kevin on a camping trip. But J Lo is a no go for this camp. Pogo? I don't. Uh, yeah, sure. For... Sorry, I just you seem like you needed a rhyme. No, I appreciate it. it but... And all in this happens. She's all... still suspicious that her husband has other. Has other women. Her husband had a, had a woman on the side in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and when he tells her he has a business trip in San Francisco, oh boy, is she not happy? Mm-hmm. And uh, her friend Vicky keeps telling her, "Hey, he's bad news. Kick him to the curve, yeah. girlfriend." You know, he's going mm-hmm. up there to to fuck Catraz. <laughs> You know, yeah, yep. yep, that's what it is. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of sex prison. <laughs> Again, if, yeah. a title. If you saw it, go. the TV guide set up a tape. He's gonna go to the hate <laughs> fuckberry district. Uh, not even hate Asbury. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Asbury sounds like I don't. Well, like I don't poop. Careful what that sounds like. Okay, then. Well. <laughs> <coughs> what about the I'm recovering from cold listeners? Let's just go with the Astro District. How about that? Mm-hmm. Sure. Instead okay. of Castro. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, it makes it sound like space, but oh god, okay, he's having space sex <laughs> with his mistress. So his mistress, District. who, according to an email, smells like cookies. <laughs> that matters because cookies is regularly regularly referred to in. This movie as, is uh, as for as a euphemism. This movie is under the mistaken assumption that people find cookies unbearably erotic. <laughs> that there is no more erotic food or th- object than a chocolate chip cookie. Now, I love chocolate chip cookies. Let's just I'll just sure. say it. I'm not I'm not proud. I'll eat them all the time. There's never a sexual <laughs> element to it, you know? I'm not putting on airs here. I'll eat a yep. Chips Ahoy just like your average Joe six-pack. You moonlighted down a penis all over a Chips Ahoy like no man. This is where the misconception Ahoy, comes in. Uh, my dealings with the Chips Ahoy are entirely a mouth-stomach-anus-based relationship. It's a, it's a and the anus is purely <laughs> for the release of whatever waste of the right. cookie I don't want. It's not gratification not at all there's no sexual aspect whatsoever whatever nutrients your body doesn't use out of a chocolate chip cookie (laughs) just expel them that's what i say why hold on to them why be a cookie miser just get rid of them you know yeah squirt it out of some kind of like owl pellet sort of thing just put it yeah get it out in an owl pellet i mean owls regurgitate their pellets so that's a little different uh and then just like bury it in the garden for fertilizer you know and you get a cookie tree that's how it works right yeah yep Perhaps I've said too much. There's no sexual element to cookies. But anyway, but this movie thinks there is. So she, uh, this all happens in one night that Claire, while getting dressed, I guess, mm-hmm. sees, and by this point, Noah has, al- the boy next door has already uh, been a little saucy with her, but in an innocent boy's just trying to flatter the lady kind of way. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is also, as. Tell her how sexy she is. Yeah, and I think by this point, he is also done the famous moment that was on the internets everywhere of giving her a first edition of the Iliad Whoa. as a gift. 
Now, here's what may surprise you about it. The first edition is a hardcover book, not a scroll, and is in English and not ancient Greek. Yeah, I mean, like, we don't, I mean, like, is it a first edition of a certain... It could be of a certain printing, but it is, it is clearly... I mean, I would imagine if it was, like, the first edition of the, like, if it was the Fagel's translation, that would make sense, because that's probably what they're teaching in that class. Or the Squagel's translation. Who's that? It's a bagel, but it's square, (laughs) and it translated the Iliad. Uh, but it's a, it's a, not as dumb as the internet makes out to seem, but it's pretty dumb. Yeah. It's, it, it, even if they, she just put in like a first edition of the da 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 printing or a first edition of the da 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 translation, but yeah. instead she just says first edition and you're left to think, is the movie so dumb mm-hmm. that it thinks this is a first edition of the Iliad or does it think. Homer published it through like, you know, like Random House. Or does it think and... I'm so dumb that this is a first edition? Now, does the, is the movie trying to tell us that it's crazy that a teenager is into the Iliad or that like a hunky teenager is into the Iliad? Because like I was way into that Greek myth bullshit when I was like a, mm-hmm. a kid. It was, yeah, like, me too. Books for it's all monsters. Like yeah, way before I was back a when you were a chunk. <laughs> yeah, when I was in, yeah, I refer to it as my larval stage name. That's the name of your new bi- your bio from chunk to lo- to hunk with a with a pit stop at lunk. Yep, uh, I think Chris Pratt's already taken. <laughs> uh, so, but it's this all happens. In, what happens in one night is one Claire is I get is trying on shoes and accidentally is in her pajamas. So I thought she was going to bed and she peeps through the window and sees Noah taking off his clothes mm-hmm. and catches sight of his butt. Yeah, this is where the female gaze I was talking about comes into play. There's a lot more of... She of, totally takes a peep at his taut, taut ass. <laughs> she becomes the... Taut ass. And I don't like it. And he becomes the object for her gaze, except, <coughs> except that then he turns it around because he knows she's seen him and yeah. he likes it. Cut to she's walking to a double date with her friend Vicky, and we were like, "Is this the same friend night?" Friend slash coworker slash she's her superior at work. I assume if she's a yeah. teacher and they're Vicky's at, the like a a vice principal, or something. they're at a Japanese restaurant where they're eating soup, even though they haven't ordered yet. That's a fancy place. Yeah, <laughs> or it's unfancy, and they just sat down at a table that hadn't been cleared yet and started eating the soup that was already there. Uh, they had a double date, and the guy she's being matched up with is a total jerk doesn't doesn't believe the classics are worthwhile and leers at a waitress's boobs when he's on a date with j-lo maybe he was just so hungry because they haven't ordered yet and he's trying to get that waitress's attention but with by, by st- <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh man looks like two giant dumplings mm-hmm. could really go over that right now yeah Two giant dumplings, <laughs> cookies. It's all food stuff around. It's all yeah. foods. Uh, so she storms out of the date and goes home. Is having a glass of wine when Noah calls and says, "Hey, I tried to cook a chicken. It didn't work out. Come over and cook this chicken with me." Uh, and so, <laughs> That's what women love. That's and so, the come on, the women love. Hey, cook for me. Let's fix this. Come over to my house and cook. Come over to my house in the rain and cook for me. Yeah, like an entire bird. That that's not a short cooking process. No. But he's not a short man. It's not like they're going to spatchcock it. It takes a while. Yeah. It's not a hard cooking process. I'll say this. No, that's not what I was you saying. You roast a chicken. You just basically toss it in the oven. We'll toss it in your Kenny Rogers roaster and it <laughs> pops out. I mean, Kenny Rogers roasters was a... The roaster was the chicken. <laughs> Wait, he not the oven. The technology? No. Because <laughs> they were just using ovens and like rotisseries. 
So what's he been spending all his money on? Chickens and not technology? <laughs> well, again, the, he's a gambler. He's, <laughs> it's true. He said, I'll patent the chicken. And unfortunately, millions of dollars in litigation later, he found you couldn't patent chickens <laughs> because they predate human civilization. Yeah. And Gaza came in and he was like, <laughs> he was like my wife? You, you killed my wife? <laughs> oh, but then they worked things out. Kenny Rogers became a... Uh, would just would uh, arrange for Gonzo to have intimate affairs with different yeah. ki- chickens. So did we already miss? That's the- right. <laughs> Kenny Rogers is a Muppet chicken pimp. <laughs> so you take that to the bank. <laughs> I don't know what. And the bank will say, "Sir, this is not money. <laughs> this is some you kind of dumb joke." This- <laughs> <laughs> for goods or services. This ludicrous situation is not currency, nor is it legal tender backed by any government, <laughs> let alone gold, a precious metal. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, but can I just get one of those suckers? <laughs> sure, sir. They're free for everyone. Suckers. Are you, I know you're from Illinois. From Illinois. Did you grow up in like the 50s? <laughs> I don't know. What do you, what do you want, a, a lollipop? Yeah. You want to- Let's call it by its name. Lollipop. <laughs> A sucker. So at this point, a sucker is born every minute. If you only made one lollipop a minute, your business would go out of business. That fact, the factory output is way too low. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, but you're charging twenty dollars for one of these suckers. Oh yeah, they're really good. They're like chupa chups times ten. And when you bite them, there's a tootsie roll inside. (laughs) Oh no, kidding. So at this point in the movie, she's already she's already thought about the young man and even like. Picked up a half-eaten cookie and sniffed it and then put it back down. <laughs> uh, hoping that there was a trace of him on it. Yeah. So she, so he calls her over to help him cook a chicken. They do. They eat it. Mm-hmm. And he starts flattering the hell out of her. Yeah. Things go a little too far. It's called a full-court press. They make the in that he pr- two bags. In that he presses himself against her while pressing her against a door jam. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they're door jamming. And she keeps saying, no, no, we can't do this. It's wrong. But his lips and his hands quickly have her out of her clothes and just in her underpants. And then he shows that even if he is pushing the boundaries, because she said no, and that's when a man should stop, that he is a very generous rapist in that he uses both his hands and mouth to pleasure her before he is pleasured. Like a classic high school kid. (laughs) Just like any 19-year-old man, he makes sure to give the girl he's with, I assume, two orgasms before they get to the sex. Probably, yeah, like six before they get to the sex. Yeah. She was begging him, please, no more. We've had enough. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But no, he just kept going. Yeah. They call him (laughs) O-Man. What? He's a superhero with the power to be a generous lover. Okay. Uh, So she wakes up. In his uh, his house, and she is not happy about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Hey, what's the problem?" She's drunk on chicken yeah, and coffee. He brings her coffee in his underpants, and she's like, "No, I have to go." And he gets super mad and punches a wall. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm gonna tell the point. He punches her wall. He's being pretty nice. That's true. I mean, he. I mean, he did kind of pressure her. He seduced her, but then he brings her coffee the next morning. And so you're saying it's her fault, is what no, you're saying? I'm saying it's her fault. I'm just saying that, like, she, I, I agree with Stuart that, like. The movie has her freaking out about it, like, earlier than his behavior would warrant the, like, total freak out. I know yeah. that he's, like, a young guy, but, like, he looks so much older than he's supposed to be in the and movie. And he is legally an adult if he's, he's, if he's almost 20, yeah, he's like, like he like, says. Like, like, she was, like, into, like, he's actually a five-year-old, yeah. but he ages four times too fast. 
Uh, I mean, he totally he turns out to be a total creepazoid. Don't give me oh, yeah, more yeah, than yeah. creepazoid. He turns out no to be movie. a sociopath There's or no psychopath. He doesn't, but so but she's like, oh, I uh oh uh, and he's like, hey, what's the matter? Mm-hmm. But she runs off and uh, Stumptown. <laughs> the best coffee. <laughs> this is I hand ground this yeah. from the beans. You know where where these beans came from? A civet's small intestine. That's right. These are civet coffee beans. Cat shit coffee. Yeah. I drink I drank a beer made out of that one time. How was it? It was pretty good. Could you really take got me drunk. <laughs> okay, okay, mission I mean, accomplished then. I feel like that isn't that's the lowest threshold for any alcoholic <laughs> beverage. I've I've heard that uh, the popularity of cat shit coffee is uh, it's driving fu- up the cost of cat poop. Well, no, it's actually it's like uh, it's fucking up the quality of that ingredient because those those like weird weasels or whatever called fun- civets. Yeah, those civets. Uh, the coffee was good because they would pick the best berries or whatever to eat, but now they're just being like force fed whatever berries. Just being fed like Lucky Charms. Yes, and they're shitting out. They're <laughs> shitting out delicious coffee. <laughs> you pull on their tail, and coffee squirts out. That's <laughs> how it works. Mm-hmm. Cut out the middleman. Just drink the poop. <laughs> uh, okay, so the uh, things go from bad to worse when Noah joins Claire's class after hacking into her computer and forging an email requesting that he be moved to the class. Uh, but he comes in super enthusiastic about the subject. He's quoting stuff from the Iliad, I assume. I don't really remember the Iliad that the Iliad text that well. But uh, he should be like the best student in the class. If anything, he deserves to be rewarded with sex from the teacher <laughs> for knowing the material before he gets to class. He also is in the gym helping her son Kevin – Box now. At this point, he's gotten really good with her son Kevin. He's taught her how to taught him how to change the alternator on a truck. Uh, he took him to a hardware store and helped him get in good with the girl that he has a crush on, the prettiest girl in school. Kevin says. Uh, so here he's his like boxing coach in the gym yeah, because he's some kind of like a father figure. Yeah, because the high school has a boxing ring. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it, all the classics are represented: mm-hmm. Greco-Roman wrestling, boxing. Yeah. Um, the classics. Teacher molestation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kevin has some kind of uh, asthmatic shock or something like that. Or And uh, Noah has to stab him with an EpiPen to save his life. He then arranges to send some flowers. Yeah, Noah seems like a pretty good guy, I gotta say. Claire, yeah. And then Claire receives some flowers and assumes they're from her estranged husband. And she calls him and she's like, hey, they're beautiful. And he's like, what are... The flowers. What flowers? <laughs> like, he doesn't even take the first hint that he should be like, oh, yeah, the flowers yeah. I sent you. Yeah. Stuart's like, come on, John Corbett, be cool, man. <laughs> Instead, he's like. I thought you were a cheater, dude. That's how she caught you, man. You got to lie better. He is the dopiest adulterer. And in fact, I would have liked to the see dope. a movie about his adventures <laughs> called yeah. The Dopiest Adulterer. Jim Jones and The Dopiest Adulterer. <laughs> it's I, an odd Disney movie, but I'll go with it. <laughs> he can't get his act together. How does he have such a successful extramarital affair? What's going on? <laughs> Disney in the 60s was weird. <laughs> they were way more open to things. Remember, like that that that, that short Goofy's Love In? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those instructional shorts yeah. where like the narrator is talking about how you have a successful love it, but yeah. Goofy cannot get it together. A group grope it, now that's not a group grope, Goofy. You're just grabbing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then for some reason half of it is about golf swings. Yeah. 
Sex Swings and Golf Swings, Goofy in the 60s. That's the documentary I'm working on. (laughs) (laughs) About those instructional cartoons. Oh, Goofy. Which were my favorite Disney cartoons as a kid. Not my favorite cartoons. All my favorite cartoons were Warner Brothers cartoons. I think because there was a premise that had jokes coming out of it, whereas the other Disney cartoons, I was like, I don't buy these characters hanging out with each other. They're all just like making barnyard music and stuff. <laughs> How many times they have to they have to move a piano? My, my favorites were always the uh, the one where the the guys would drink the gummy berry juice and just go fucking crazy. That's uh, I mean that was just called gummy berries. <laughs> they would just bounce around afternoon. here and there and everywhere. Cartoon. Yeah, I was they're, all about those guys. They were fighting a duke. <laughs> For some reason. It was, it was medieval. It was, it was such a weird cartoon. <laughs> There's nothing about it that's organic to the premise or the name at all. Yeah. But didn't he want their juice so he could do the same so thing? So he could have the power yeah, of bouncing. So he could, so could bounce around. <laughs> so, so he could travel somewhere marginally faster than walking. Why didn't they just give him some of that juice and then he'd probably leave him alone? Uh, he's a bad guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's not a good what would he do if he could bounce something terrible he'd terrorize the populace (laughs) (laughs) with his bouncing (laughs) who who knows he could just be pillaging with his bouncing Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a great bouncing comes great responsibility (laughs) (laughs) that's the gummy bears motto thanks stanley (laughs) flat stanley Stanley. (laughs) Um, now uh let's so let's fast forward. Yeah, please. Uh, Noah is. I'm kind of don't remember the order of all the things Noah does, but he starts getting crazy and obsessive. He builds a boat. Building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he collects two of every animal to two, impress Claire. Two he has a conversation with God. Two of every milf. <laughs> so what, is he cloning them? Every type of milf. <laughs> there is. Every type: brunettes, blondes, Latinas, Asian. Yeah. Uh, what other types are there, Stuart? Yeah, you, you know. There's a, oh, a, a <laughs> bossy career women, uh, sure. neglected wives. Yep, uh, yoga students. <laughs> <laughs> Joggers. <laughs> all of them. Supermarket all shoppers. Them. Women who are taking some kind of blowjob class. A woman who needs help with her cable installation. <laughs> I don't know why he's getting two of each of them. Oh, people at pools. Breed. They will not breed with each other. That's They'll not- try, though. Oh, boy, will they try. <laughs> Can't keep their hands off each other. Because if there's anything that's porn, that porn has taught me, it's that anytime two women are hanging out, they will have sex with each other. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's any two people, yeah, I think. <laughs> I guess, know. yeah, in porn, it's any two people. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> It's no television in that universe. They're no like, no platonic relationships. So Dan, only one thing you do for entertainment. Dan, is that, so is that the dividing point between our universe and the porn universe? Is yeah. the invention of television? <laughs> You're saying if, if Philo... If Philo T. Farnsworth did not uh, do that, then everyone would if, be having sex if, with if, each other. If right he now. hadn't invented the, elect, the, the cathode ray tube, yeah. then uh, yeah. Yep. People would just be having sex for recreation all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing uh, you didn't... No TV and no uh, STDs equals uh, sex all the time. Was there an episode of Sliders that covered this? <laughs> <laughs> Remember they went to that, there's an episode of Sliders where they went to the universe where all hamburgers are little? <laughs> they called them Sliders. <laughs> so anyway, Noah is creating a series of, uh, <laughs> of stalking incidents. Uh, he, at the fall fling dance, 
there's a or maybe that happens after I I can't remember the order. So basically, the, a kid, a bully, tries to beat up Kevin, and Noah slams his head against the locker. He jumps out of nowhere to defend him. It's like Batman was swinging through the halls and slams the kid's head against the locker. Sometimes it fractures his skull, which leads him to get into a fight with the vice principal, and he's expelled. Now, why he wasn't arrested for assaulting a student until his head cracked? The movie never answers. I guess it was because I have it on school grounds. The police have no jurisdiction. I don't know. Uh, maybe the police are on strike, and that's part of the backstory that would have been explained if the movie was longer. I'm not sure. I'm just I'm, right now. I'm thinking about how excited uh, Jonathan Reese Davies would be to be in a universe <laughs> filled with tiny hamburgers. <laughs> no, go without me. I don't need to keep jumping around to the other universes. I'll stay on this, this one. Is amazing. <laughs> Indie, my friend. I can fit so many hamburgers in my mouth. <laughs> Finally, I know what it's like to be a giant eating a hamburger. A giant in a land of hamburgers. <laughs> Uh, there's a, there's a dance called the fall fling and, uh, Kevin tries to ask the girl at the hardware store out and she says no, but when Noah walks over, she says, I do, I don't have a date for the fall fling. They go and she, I guess, distracts Kevin and tells Claire that there was a problem in the bathroom, and when she goes over there— Which is her jurisdiction. <laughs> as the classics professor, she also plunges the toilet. Uh, and when she goes there, the lights are all screwed up, and there's, what, it's water or toilet paper all over the floor? And in big letters in the wall, it says, I fucked Claire Peterson. And Noah walks out, and he's like, hey, we can be together. And they argue with each other, and he tries to assault her, and she won't let it happen. The next day, she goes to her classroom and finds it festooned, with pictures of herself and Noah having sex. Turned out he recorded the whole incident and then set the printer to infinite copies <laughs> and uh, put streamers up of it. And it takes her literally forever to clean up all of this stuff while kids are waiting She's like outside. She's around on the paper. <laughs> it's like for every piece of paper she picks up, she drops four. If it's, this was summer school, there would have been three montages in the middle of this paper cleanup scene. <laughs> and if it was a Three Stooges movie, it would have happened roughly the same as it happens here. Except, I guess there'd be more, like, deliberate punches to the face. Uh, then things escalate badly to the point where uh, Garrett is taking Kevin in a sports car ride, in some kind of fast sports car, and Kevin, who has been revved up by Noah to be mad at his dad for mm. abandoning the family. For being he, a bad dad, soccer dad? He doesn't I mean, even have the soccer part. Yeah, he's just the first half of that. He's just a, a bad, bad dad. dad. Cookie dad. <laughs> cookie dad. <laughs> bad dad, cookie dad. Mr. Fields, I think is who you're yeah. talking about. Well, that's why Mrs. Fields still calls herself Mrs., but they split up a long time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Fields kids, they don't talk to their dad, Mr. Fields, the cookie man anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Incidentally, he found a second career as the Cookie Man in the Snackwells commercials. He went off and married that stripper, Strawberry Fields. <laughs> uh, wasn't that one of the Bond girls? In the... I don't know. Anyway. She's a stripper now. <laughs> uh, After she was discarded by James Bond. Well, this riff is going nowhere. So yeah. the, uh, Not because of you, Stuart. I'm we, not holding myself. Look, all of us, all of us failed that one. Yeah. In fact, guys, let's pause and let's have a little self-reflection moment here. Okay, hold on. I feel like that riff wasn't up to our best. Uh, let's all say one good thing and one bad thing about that riff, Dan. Uh, one good thing, um, I think it started strong. Uh, one bad thing is, like, I felt like, I, I was I, personally, I thought I was forcing it. Okay, Stuart? 
I would say one good thing was we said the word cookie a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's just a funny word. It is yeah. delicious, too. A bad thing is I think Dan was forcing it. Yeah. Okay, I'll say a good thing is that it ended so Dan stopped forcing it. Right. And the bad thing was that, uh, I mean, millions still die of starvation every day around the world. Yeah. Oh, so man, he's really sensitive. Moment of silence for that. Yeah, let's just have a and moment of silence. And go, uh, done. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I think well, you'll find a moment somewhere in the podcast yeah. where we were silent. Just edit that in. <laughs> Samoan. <laughs> Samoan? <laughs> find some Samoan and stick him <laughs> in there. Some <laughs> yep, Thanks for remembering Samoans. <laughs> he's probably a professional wrestler. He's doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> Find some Samoan and make them into a cookie and we're done. <laughs> Sell them to the Girl Scouts. <laughs> what if it turns out the Girl Scouts have been killing actual yeah, Samoans are, to make those cookies? Going, we, can we, is there a way to... All right. Well, it turns out that he loses the control of the car because it turns out Noah cut the brakes, uh, which actually brings the father and son closer together in that moment of fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is when the movie hyperdrives into crazy town. Uh, no, uh, Vicky convinces Claire to break into Noah's house and delete the files in his computer, which is, of course, in an evidence dungeon papered with pictures of Claire having sex with mm-hmm. him. She finds a file labeled, well, like Claire pictures. and it's not in, in the folder Achilles. Yeah, yeah, the folder's called Achilles. Not and, what a normal kid would title it, Spank Bank. <laughs> and every, you can deposit that in the Spank Bank. <laughs> <laughs> and then take what's left after you use that, after you withdraw that deposit and deposit it in the sperm bank. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to deposit. What's the interest on that account? Surprisingly low. Okay. Uh, there's not a lot of demand for it right now. Okay. I mean, it's less interest and more like the sperm sort of slowly die over time. So you're actually decreasing in value. <laughs> do you, do you it's, get charged for every deposit? The sperm decreases in value the minute you drive it off the lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, she. what I love is that every photo is so clearly titled like Claire Sleeping 1, Claire Sleeping 2. He went through and he retitled all of the photos and all the files. Uh, she deletes she's it. Very organized stalker. But she's almost caught by his uncle who's back from the hospital. I forgot to say his uncle was in the hospital. <laughs> uh, I also forgot to mention that she has seen through the window – him having sex with the girl Kevin had a crush on. It turns out she was working for him, I she guess. She was Renfielding for in him. In exchange for sex, and she's the only nude girl we see in the entire movie. J-Lo shows a lot of leg, but not a lot of other parts. We so, Mr. Skin, put that in your catalog. We, get, we mostly get a uh, dude butt. So, ladies? Yep. I mean, if that's your thing, I'm just saying. Yeah. I thought you already inferred that for most ladies, dude butt is their thing. Uh, did I infer that? I mean, I, I don't know. You said it kind of blatantly. Well, I mean, for, for people who don't want to rough it the way that a professional butt would, you go to a dude butt, mm-hmm. and that's, sure. you know, like you just a weekend, and you get to experience a little bit, and you rope some cattle on a butt, and like, you know, you get to wear a cowboy hat on a butt, and then mm-hmm. you leave. You go back you to say, regular life. Hey, dude butt. <laughs> just like the hit Nickelodeon show, Hey, hey dude, dude Butt, but. which introduced the world to Ben Stiller's future wife. Anyway... Moving on. It was, <laughs> it was covered by Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was a very high-level Nickelodeon show butt joke. I give you a lot of points for that. In fact, I think Stuart's the winner of this episode. Uh, but things get to go to crazy town here because there's an evidence dungeon. Vicky, in trying to help Claire, uh, 
gets on Noah's bad side and he hits her over the head with something and kidnaps her uh, before murdering her. Yeah, Kristen Chenoweth dies. <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth's body is later hurled out of a crawl space or <laughs> off a high shelf at Jennifer, at just Jennifer Lopez. Immediately following a, a classic cat scare. Uh-huh. And a classic cat scan. Because you got to know about your health. Uh, sh- what makes it classic? <laughs> it's a black, and, it's just like a black and white. And- yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it hasn't been colorized. Yeah, it's yeah. painted on the side of a Grecian urn. <laughs> yep. uh, Je- uh, Lopez somehow arranges a, an appointment with a detective who explains to her and shows her the wreckage of the car crash that killed Noah's dad. Turns out he was a cheater too, and Noah hates cheaters. So uh, Noah kills. Keeping that that car carcass around. Yeah, yeah, the the car kiss. Mm-hmm. That's in it like a giant warehouse. Well, it, it was in their museum of random cars from crimes. Sure, next to Sweet Tooth's van from Twisted Metal. Exactly, like the death proof car. Yeah, the death proof car. Herbie fully Christine. loaded. <laughs> yeah. Christine, yeah, uh, the car from the car. Yeah. The cars that ate Paris. <laughs> Not all of the trucks from Maximum Overdrive, but one of them. Yeah. Cars that uh, ate Paris is a weird movie. Most of them are on the convention circuit right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, so Claire uh, gets uh, stuck with Noah. How's Wikipedia doing over there? Wikipedia is not helping me go any faster. <laughs> so let's cut to the to the climax. Noah kidnaps Claire, takes her to a barn in the middle of nowhere. That barn we'd seen earlier. It was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the in the previously on Boy Next Door. Oh, okay. Because I clearly remember saying, "Why are they in a barn?" Yeah. <laughs> to set up this barn. Okay. It's Chekhov's rule. If you see a barn in you see a barn in the first act, you're going to see you're somebody. Like, oh, in this universe barns exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Thank God they showed me a barn earlier in the movie, or else I wouldn't believe it when the barn shows up. At the climax. <laughs> a barn with an in- engine block hanging up in the air. Yeah, because yeah, it's a car barn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, Noah kidnaps Claire. He's also kidnapped her husband and son. The husband has been beaten about the face and neck area and is mm-hmm. chained to something. The son is also chained to a thing. Uh, and everybody starts fu- kung fu fighting, you know, but not with kung fu, just with fists and stuff. And Noah is mad that Claire doesn't want to be with him because he genuinely loves her in his own crazy, violent, stupid way. He lights the barn on fire. And no, actually, he covers the place in gasoline and then he pulls out a lighter and Claire pushes him, mm-hmm. which causes him to drop the lighter. Kind of the stupidest move she could have made at that point. It's an easy way to clean up all the evidence of her husband murder. Yep, yeah, it turns into a fight between Noah and her husband. Then she joins in. Then the son joins in. She hits him with a tire iron. Hits Noah, not the son. Uh, the f- husband gets shot, and I assume killed. Uh, then Noah gets shot, I think, right? Or no? Anyway, she gets two moments of, like, you, he says something, then she has a quip afterwards. And the first he says, Claire, I, uh, I trust you. And she says, like, but you shouldn't trust me. And then stabs him in the eye with an EpiPen. And they're fighting. And then she takes her thumb and she gouges it further into that it's same eye great. in a pretty graphic shot for a movie like this. Uh, then the son and him are fighting and they're grappling over the gun. And I forgot what her second quip is. Yeah, he's about to he's about to shoot somebody else and she's like... Oh, he, sa- he says, sometimes heroes have to make have to make tough decisions and she says you're no hero and then cuts a chain or something and the engine block falls and crushes him it's really important to her that yeah. he knows before he dies 
that she doesn't like him. But it might as well be just an anvil falling on him from the sky. Mm-hmm. Like it is really Looney Tunesy. It's <laughs> just like big, big block of metal falls on him and yeah. crushes him. He also re- just enough time to look up and go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> he also recovers from having his eye gouged out pretty quickly. Maybe it's I mean, just adrenaline. When you're a teenager, dude, you get over things. You bounce back. That's true. Mm-hmm. You heal faster. Every moment is like an eternity. And then uh, they're outside with the police and the fire department, who I guess heard the barn on fire. And that's the end of the movie. And the police are like, there yeah. was only one body in there all burned up. Who was it, though? Your husband or the other guy? And then, no, I'm just making that up. No, there was no, there was no the end question mark type thing. Yeah. It just kind of ends it kind of abruptly. Ends in- like they Let don't me get in, the, get in the ambulance, sorry. and the guy's like, hey, I just moved in next door to you. Uh, and then he pulls out a, a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. This movie, I think we were all really looking forward to it. It didn't quite live up to the level of dumbness yeah. I thought it was going to yeah, have. Let's just go to the final judgments. Was it a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie you kind of liked? Elliot, what are you saying? I think... It could have been a good, bad movie. It just, like, didn't go far enough. There were scenes where, like, the sudden brakes cut on the car and they decide that it's, that the best way to deal with that is to drive on the wrong side of the road and almost bump into yeah, a lot of things. Fuck all over the place. Or a lot of the scene. There were a lot of times when Noah would do, like, a sexy quip, but it was the kind of stupid, vulgar joke that a real 19-year-old would make, like mm-hmm. when he says, I love your mom's cookies. Or when... Uh, it, she says, "Oh, we had a big thunderstorm." And he goes, "Oh, well, the uh, the husband goes it was it was dry where we were camping." And he goes, "Yeah, well, it got pretty wet around here. Like they are the dumbest first level innuendo." And uh, if there was more stuff like that, it would have been great. And by the end, it gets super nuts when she's literally gouging out a man's eye in a burning barn. Now, if you see a movie titled Super Nuts, you might not <laughs> want to stay up for it because it could be about cartoon squirrels. <laughs> It's true, but it could also be about superpowered testicles. Or it could be about whether you want soup or nuts. <laughs> sure. Which one? Yeah, I, it's called Soup or Nuts. It's a documentary. Dis- dissection of a decision. <laughs> what place is offering you either soup or nuts? They don't fill the same requirement in a meal. Well, Maybe like a grandma? Me about the phrase from soup to nuts. We're just like, what kind of meal is this that starts with soup and ends in nuts? Oh, that makes sense. Nuts was like a was an after dinner thing for when soup would be your starter. It's not a dessert. Nuts. <laughs> in Europe, it's like a handful of nuts. In Europe, in you Europe, ask for dessert, and they'll give you a that's plate. That's always of, your excuse. In Europe, <laughs> in Europe, they'll give you a, pl- a plate of fruit and cheese for dessert. I mean, that's crazy. Don't even get me started on Persia. It's nothing but like honey flavored bread. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but this is a, I mean, whole I guess, whole civilizations that barely understand that chocolate you can exists. Have a starter, or you can have a dessert. In this situation, you can have soup or nuts. Yeah, no main course. <laughs> it's called unsatisfyings, <laughs> and it's the dinner that leaves you hungry for more. They always told me, leave your audience hungry for more. And I think my restaurant does that. Why not feeding them enough? Uh, I agree with Elliot in that I think that this hovers between a good, bad movie and a bad, bad movie. Like, it was not as crazy as I was led to believe. It kind of bored me for a large Judging by the amount of the movie you spent looking at your phone, it bored you for 90% of the time. Yeah, but, um, but you know, you can do worse. I will say, if you want to see a movie that has a bunch of dumb lines... And Jennifer Lopez wears a lot of clingy skirts that show off her butt. This is a movie for you. Yeah. Stuart? Yeah, I think you're right. It's I, th- I think it's just below a good bad movie. Uh, our our male lead was pretty was pretty good. And Jennifer Lopez is pretty crazy. 
But I think they could have played up more like the forbidden attraction element. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was didn't it for I will say that the like the sex scenes were steamier than I expected in a movie from nowadays. But it was like you wanted the rest of the movie to feel like seedy and gross in a way that it didn't. Like mm-hmm. if, for a good, good, bad movie, it should have felt like you were like, ew, oh. Uh, instead, it wasn't yeah. like that. I agree. It was PG thirteen. It was not. It was rated R. Okay, yeah. But it was a soft R. It could have been a hard R. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't like irreversible. <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's your yardstick, but it seems <laughs> for hard I even, R. I don't even think that's R. I think it's NC seventeen, probably. Mm-hmm. No cowboys <laughs> under seventeen. <laughs> Hi everybody, I'm Justin McElroy And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy Every Tuesday we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine A show about all the dumb, weird, terrible ways that we've tried to fix each other over the years You know, some light summer listening Maybe you want to hear about yogurt enemas Or why we tried to eat mummies for a while Or why drinking cholera diarrhea sounded like a good idea That and so much more is waiting for you every Tuesday right here on the Maximum Fun Network with Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. We do have a sponsor for tonight's show. The Flophouse is brought to you in part by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. Squarespace offers beautiful templates, integration with Google Apps and Getty Images, and a feature called Cover Pages. For a free trial with no credit card required and to start building your website, go to squarespace.com and use the code FLOP. FLOP. Yeah, and if you use the code FLOP, you can get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Let me tell you, how many times do I have to tell our audience, you need a website? Mm-hmm. Everybody's living on the internet these days, mm-hmm. just like they said we would in the social network. Yes. Where are you going to live? Right now you're homeless on the internet. You're just wandering the internet, begging for change, sleeping under under digital bridges. Make yourself a home, Squarespace. You want to impress your grandma that you got this awesome deal. The only way you can do it is by using the code FLOP. Uh, and you can show your favorite podcast that you like them. Mm-hmm. Thanks, buds. But uh, now... To move on to letters from listeners. Letters, da-da-da-da, running low on time. Here's a quick letter song. Yeah. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I won you over. So Dan liked my song. Dan finally liked my song. He liked it. Hey, he liked it. Mikey liked it. Life Serial featuring Dan. Thanks. Uh, so this first letter goes like this. Hey, dudes. I have two things. First, Dan, you're my favorite. I've, I also had a knee, knee problem no one cared about. Second, <laughs> I've never been on a date. What a bond. Or tried dating at all. You fellows seem like experts since you're all happily question mark married. How do you start <laughs> wow. dating? Your loyal listener, Spencer, last name withheld. How do you start dating? Well, you find someone you want to go out with and you ask them, hey, you want to go do something? Yeah. Uh, that's the easiest way. Here's the thing. A lot of people... I know when I was younger, I put way too much thought into dating because I thought you had to put thought into dating. 
it's a lot better if you don't put you think about hey who what's who's someone I'd like to spend time with and what's the thing I think they would find fun. Be more of a straight caveman about it, right? Just bonk her on the head, no. take her back be a, to your be, pad, not bonk her on your head. Be a gay caveman, bonk him on the head and take not, him back to your who pad. Cares? Bonk anyone on the head and take him back. No, but what I, if it's bonk Dan <laughs> from the Turbo Graphics sixty four? <laughs> TurboGrafx-16. Because that's the only thing that you can do. But Except for those things that hurt you when you bonk them. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of people date on the internet. They could do that, too. I'm just saying, like, no, I think you're right in what you're getting at, though, which is to be straightforward. Um, I think you can get a pretty good sense, unless you're a crazy person, and there are plenty of them out there. Uh, there are plenty of crazy creeps. I'm not going to say that there aren't crazy creeps out there. I hope you're not one of them. But unless you're one of them, you, I think, have a pretty good idea if someone might be interested in you romantically. And so if you think that there's a possibility, you just say, hey, would you like to go out on a date uh, and suggest something? And if they say no, then you politely say, all right, thank you. And you stop thinking about them. And you go and ask somebody else because there's a lot of fish in the sea. And if you're interested in fish... Don't this even the, wait for them to say no. Just take the them with you. Connected and switched on. I've seen you all night. Dan is giving relationship advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan you could was have been some... a Doctor Drew in another life, or a Doctor Dan, if you will. <laughs> I don't know why he'd call himself Doctor Drew. <laughs> so I uh, hope that helps. Uh, yeah. The most important thing is find the right person to ask. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, find some. A bunch of people. I mean, find someone you're interested in. Don't ask like a stranger at a bus stop that you're not interested that is not attractive to you. You shouldn't ask somebody who is secretly in the thrall of an evil dude who's trying to sleep with your mom. That is a very good tip. Yes, because she's only. Here's the bad thing: she's just using you as a tool to get to your mom. And secondly, you know she's going to be having sex with that much hunkier much more buff guy, and it's going to make you angry. And we've already learned he is totally good at satisfying people. Oh, yeah, he's very generous. Except that's the thing. When the time we see them having sex, she is pleasuring him. Yeah, but here's, here's another here's, here's a tip. That, that's how it works for some be friendly, <laughs> be friendly and engage them as a human, not just as a potential um, mate. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Treat them as find, you find a connection. Unless it's the casual encounters page on Craigslist, in which yeah, case, fuck and fuck don't don't <laughs> and don't read too much emotion into it, or else just, you'll be pulled into a web of seduction yeah, and desire. Just boning, just sheer boning. Yep, bone that fish. Um, so use your boning knife. Moving on. This uh, letter goes like this: Plop lords. I have once again done your bidding and entered the time stream and traveled to the past to steal the hat. <laughs> I do this without oh, question. So this the mystery's been solved. <laughs> I do this without question, for I know too well the punishment for that is gifted to those who question the commands from the golden throne of the Flop Lords. I would, however, like to remind you that this is now the second time you've sent me into the past to steal an old <laughs> baseball cap. And though you insist that the theft of this item is crucial in, quote, maintaining the time stream, I can't help but notice that when the hat is brought before all three of you, you begin to giggle like schoolgirls. It feels like you're playing some sort of time-space prank, which is, of course, your right to do if you feel like doing so, as the rulers of Earth, formerly Earth. Please do not take... <laughs> yeah, I forgot we changed the name, I guess. <laughs> please do not take that the wrong way and throw me into the pit of the flop cat or banish me to that island of misery and sand lice where the brother of Kalen awaits to torment the unclean <laughs> ones. It's called Sportsylvania. boring sports stories. Anywho... 
I'm writing you this message from here in the past to you in the year 2035 to ask if I should just stay here and wait for the next time you want this hat stolen, or should I continue to risk death and sanity traveling through what Lord Wellington calls, quote, the time vagina? <laughs> if I had a vote, which no one does now, I'll hail the flop lords. I would like to minimize the amount of time I spent time traveling. It hurts, and while you guys think it's funny, it's starting to affect my ability to steal hats for you. As always... If you command me to travel back to 2035, I will. Do not wish to be sent to one of Lord McCoy's depression tubes. <laughs> I'll hail the flop lords. Jason, last name withheld. Um, he needs to take his meds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, for explaining a mystery that has long dogged Flophouse now, listeners. Jason, normally when one addresses the tripartite throne, <laughs> the, the godhead that is the flop lords, uh, it should be in the form of a song, but I guess a letter is all right. Don't sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. When you're talking to flop lords on the flop lord throne, remember your manners, your yes and your ganners. Yeah. <laughs> remember to be the best you can be, the best you you can be, or we'll throw you in the pit. Okay, Dan, keep going. Um, this last letter of the night... It was a little something like this. As a fan of both sleaze and bad movies, I feel I have to make one small correction to your recent A Talking Cat episode. Recent? I've seen a shameful <laughs> number of David DeCocteau De- 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 films, which are all horrifying train wrecks. But one thing they are not is gay sleaze or gay soft bar porn. In fact, mm. it would be better if they were. Sure, one glad clad in, one guy clad in nothing but boxer briefs might spray a hose on five guys also clad only in boxer <laughs> briefs. But then they'll all awkwardly assert that they're totally heterosexual and talk about how hot the single female character in the movie is, who often appears to be a homeless woman De Cocteau found driving to the set that day. De Coteau, sorry. We were over this last time. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's very difficult. I think it's because Decoto is not a, an actual name. No, yeah. Uh, Whereas Cocteau is a name. Yeah. Why? And feels- it's a hit. Uh, Tom Cruise movies for babies. Mm-hmm. Cocteau. They can't quite pronounce cocktail, so they call uh, it Cocteau. Yeah, you're kind of go- reaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, why Decoto feels it necessary to insist every character in his movies is heterosexual? Even when working for a gay film studio is a puzzle I've been attempting to solve for years. It's maddening. But I wouldn't want one of your viewers to accidentally watch Two Voodoo Academy, a movie which has neither voodoo nor an academy, and then and think that they'll see much more than a, a bunch of guys wandering around in boxer briefs. And as a question, what movies did you think would be exciting? I just disproved our academy suggestion from earlier, by the way. What? Well, you just disproved the the earlier comment about how Academy or school might be a good idea for watching a sophomore porno movie. In this case, Academy left. I mean, you. I think uh, you know we don't have wide experience of the gay sophomore. Oh, okay, I guess Voodoo Academy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but he he ends his question his letter asking. Look, I'm sure it's a rich and vibrant, uh, you something. know, area of film. Uh, as a question, what movies do you think would be exciting and scandalous, but just turned out to be boring? Well, The Boy Next Door. Keep on FLOPing in the USA. Peter, last name withheld. Um, geez, what did I think was going to be scandalous and exciting? And was just... I feel like there's a lot of those, like, Mondo movies mm-hmm. type things where they, they you think 
they're going to be like super like either gross or scary. And then it's a lot of like clearly staged footage of things. Yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of also, I feel like a lot of these like purposefully camping movies that are being made these days, like promise a lot and then just really like back off the sleaze. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't uh, have the courage of their lack of convictions as somebody probably said somewhere about something. Uh, I said it, but I think I was quoting someone else. Yeah, I'm probably quoting you quoting somebody. Um, I, there's a movie that I watched recently called Death Spa that I oh, thought was okay. going to be really good uh, and started out really sleazy with like um, I've been you know, like, to watch like that. a scene of like a bunch of ladies like uh, showering in the spa as like it heated up and like um, uh, tiles from the ceramic tiles of the shower started like just like popping out and like attacking the ladies like shooting at the ladies some kind of death spa mm-hmm. uh but then the movie just took a sharp left turn into like what could have been a 1970s like tv uh, detective show where they just like went off into like the hollywood hills and tried to explain what was going on in the death spa like there was some sort of entry with some dude that i just lost interest in very quickly and uh, I don't know. I mean, just like a movie with Death Spa should be nothing but sleaze, like front to back, I feel like. And, yeah, somebody's uh, not signing up for Death Spa and expecting like some some genuine story craft. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have anything to do? No, no. I think the one that I always think of is uh, the, the Todd Phillips comedy Old School, mm-hmm. which, you know, is, is kind of lauded as a as like a... Like a college comedy, I don't know. I mean, it's funny enough, but I feel like it's it. If none of its characters were as terrible as I kind of wanted them to be, I want like <clears throat> it makes all the characters in Animal House seem like monsters. Yeah, which none they of these. Are. I mean, they which are they monsters, are, but that's a, that's part of what makes it funny. Yeah, and I felt like none of the characters in Old School were as terrible as I wanted them to be. In uh, in that like because that's the whole thing about a, a comedy about guys pretending they're in a fraternity like guys that are too old pretending they're in a fraternity or setting up a fraternity is you want them to be actually bad people that want to be bad again so that you could like live out the like the fantasy of being a, uh, watching a bunch of old guys be dicks to people. I feel there's a lot of there's a lot of comedy now that presents itself as like edgy or rough comedy. And especially it's stuff where they then release DVDs that are like the unrated version. But then you watch it and you're like, oh, this is not – there's nothing like fu- like shocking or funny enough to be shocking or shocking enough to be funny. It's just kind of like people talking about their dicks. You That's know? why I, I remember like I, I didn't expect anything more out of this movie. But I saw that movie Hall Pass where it was just like this movie is sold on like the premise of like, oh, like these guys are going to get the – all pass and like the comedy is like, that, like <laughs> hence the title. <laughs> no, I mean like the like the premise of it is like this titillating premise of like you know like what is luring people into the theater is like the comedy of the premise of like these married men like having like this chance to have sex outside of their marriage, you know, and like what's going to happen after that. And the movie itself is so tame in reinforcing like just like the status quo of like. Oh, of course, the, none of them, not neither of them, can bear to do marriage it. is great. You know, and sex like, without love is meaningless. Exactly, that kind of stuff. and like at that point, it's just like, well, like you have literally like 
like I feel like movies like that really like lure people in under under this like titillating false pretense and as an excuse to reinforce societal norms. Yep. Then it holds up a harsh mirror <laughs> to the audience. <laughs> this is, what have you done? You should love the person who came to this shitty movie with you. Right. You you wanted this, but it turns out you were wrong. They're just like, you know, like fucking just go with the fucking premise. Like follow it through, man. Like Yeah, be like bad lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like I guess uh, Sucker Punch was kind of like that, where it it was seemed like it was going to be this crazy, maybe even sleazy movie, but then it was similarly like you love this stuff and you're wrong to love it. When it was like I don't like this stuff, and even if I did, why should I be made? Why should I be like told that it's wrong to see a like a fantasy type story? You know? Yeah. Uh... It's I don't I don't like movies that are. That act like they're gonna be sleazy, and then they shame you. Do you blame them on the marketing or the movie itself? Uh, a little. Well, in Sucker Punch's case, that was the movie okay. all the way. But uh, these days, the marketing is so much a part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Trailers for trailers, right? Uh, um, yep, I guess so. Having <laughs> teasers, having babies. trailers. Yep. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I don't. There's a certain level of sleaze that I do not enjoy going to. You know? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making a blanket like argument in favor of sleaze either. I'm just saying that if you're going to do a certain thing, then like you can't know like, thyself. Audience, I think it I says like. in the Iliad <laughs> in the first edition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like the, I don't like the bait and switch on the audience. You want more of a master bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I see no problem with that. <laughs> like, I'll allow it. Um, There's nothing in the rule book that says I can't masturbate. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> because I've been doing it a lot. Uh, so. TMI. Trademark Incorporated. <laughs> Dan McCoy's Masturbation Industries. So Take it from of- me. I do it a lot. That's the Dan McCoy promise. That was some, uh, that was some letters, right? Yeah, yeah, and now it's the final segment What's on that? our show. It's where we, we advertise Dan McCoy's masturbation school. Oh, wow. It's where the only place where you can, jo- you can, earn, learn, you can earn an MBA, a Masturbation Bachelor's of Arts Anonymous. Okay. It's an MBA. What art is still involved? <laughs> oh, no, it's a very subtle art. Uh, <laughs> and this is where we recommend... Movies that we watched that we actually liked. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I watched the Academy Award winning documentary Citizen Four. <laughs> Bikini Academy. Which uh, I enjoyed. <laughs> it was a harsh expose of the, of the terrible conditions at Bikini Academies across America. Um, Many a- of these girls have to wear one pieces. For, Sunburn uh, is a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> Tops are constantly falling off. I'm just going to recommend it. Citizen Actually, that's, I would love no, to see I'm a movie that was a fake nope. documentary about the problem of bikini tops falling off. <laughs> not talking about the movie. <laughs> anyway, Citizen Four. It's not about Edward Snowden. Yeah. Unprecedented access, and they were filming it as the story was being revealed to the world, right? Yeah, and whatever your feelings on Edward Snowden, and I think that probably most well, people... Well, you think he's hot or not? I think mm-hmm. most people have complicated feelings about him. Um, uh, Sexual feelings. This movie makes, whether or not you believe what he did was justified, it makes interesting points about um, what the government is doing in terms of surveillance on its citizens. And uh, it also, like, very early in the movie, like, uh, Edward Snowden himself says, like, the media likes to make a person the story. 
and I'm afraid of becoming the story. And I think that that was exactly what happened with him. Like, uh, I think a lot of people's opinions on that story were formed by whether they thought he was kind of a douche or not. Which most of the time was based just on, like, how he looked. Yeah, it was not, like, anything to be... Like, he actually comes off very well. And, and, and you know, like, that's because, obviously, the documentarian is sympathetic to him. But I think... But he also is given a lot of time to sort of just speak off the cuff. And he comes off well in the story. And it's just, you know, it's an interesting political documentary about uh, the current state of surveillance in the U.S. How's J-Lo in it? Uh, she is banging. <laughs> Whoa, banging. Okay, wow, you made it through that whole recommendation. Yeah. I'm going to recommend a current movie called Faults. In Our Stars. Nope. That's that's for another podcast. This podcast, I'm recommending a movie called Faults. Now, uh, Faults is a, I guess, a thriller. of the black, non-erotic variety? Non-erotic. Uh, maybe a black comedy. I don't know. Um, it stars a cast of primarily character actors and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, it's about a, uh, a cult deprogrammer who has received some level of notoriety. And uh, he's kind of down on his luck. And he takes a... Uh, he he takes a job from some parents who are nervous that their daughter has been uh, who has fallen into a uh, dangerous cult, and he takes the job to deprogram her. And uh, the movie is uh, it, you know it 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 has it has a twist at some point, and I don't actually think that totally works, but it manages to do such a great job and such great uh, character work from Leland Orser. Um, that it, it, I think it's, I think it's a good watch. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Fine right. Swiss watch. Elliot. I am going to recommend a movie super quick. I haven't gotten to see too much lately. And to be honest, the movie that stuck with me the most is a movie that Stuart recommended on a, I think maybe the last episode, a previous episode at the very least, yeah. which was It Follows. Yeah. Uh, it followed you home and then to the movie theater where you watched it. My recommendation, that is. <laughs> yep. And then it followed me to now when uh, it's a movie I've thought about a lot since I saw it. It really captivated me and captured me uh, when I was watching it and stuck with me afterwards. And I thought it was just really, really good and uh, is already early in the running for maybe my favorite movie of the year. Although, again, we're only in the first third of the year. But that being said, it's my favorite movie of the first third of the year. Mm-hmm. So. At the risk of sounding repetitive and redundant and like a big old copycat mimic starring, uh, that would be the- Mira the, Sorvino. Mira Sorvino and, uh, and uh, Sigourney Cockroach Weaver Man. in Copycat Mimic. <laughs> it's a combination of copycat and mimic where, uh, what's the name of the sing- Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. is pretending to be a giant man. cockroach. <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend It Follows. All right. I'm present a I mean, copycat mimic, mimic uh, recommendation. I mean, you can bl- you can place the blame on the effect later. that movie had on me, and that I haven't seen that many movies since then. Yeah, and your baby, who is the reason you haven't seen that many movies. It's the main reason I haven't you can seen blame that many it on movies. The rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blame yeah. Blame it on Rio too. Yep. Yeah, we could do they that. Made a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> blame it on Rio too. Michael Caine has sex with another underage girl. Mm-hmm. Um, well, guys, I thought that was the one with the uh, cartoon birds. That's just called Rio. 
so blame it on Rio like is about Michael Caine having sex with a cartoon bird. <laughs> blame it on Madagascar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, guys, thank you uh, for being here. <laughs> thank you for being your friends. <laughs> Travel down the road and back again. Uh, thank you all for listening. For the Flop House, I've been Dan McCoy. Yeah, you have. I'm Stuart Wellington. <laughs> for Squarespace, I'm Elliot Kalen. Good night, everyone. Check. Check, please. <laughs> Just the check. Uh, I have it right here. No dessert. Uh, as you'll see, I comped a few of your items. The <laughs> Gino's pizza rolls. Totally on the house, sir. Thank you. I mean, I, br- I brought those, and then you just heated them up in the microwave. The DiGiorno's pizza that was not delivered to you, wink, we delivered it to you. Uh, that was also comped. Thank you, much appreciated. What's this here where it says uh, Magnum, $100? <laughs> okay, so have you ever had a <laughs> ice cream bar called a Magnum? No, I'm not familiar with well, it. Well, I charged you so I could eat it, and it was delicious. <laughs> I don't understand how your restaurant works. <laughs> I don't either. I don't own it. I am just a waiter. Brian, spring is sprung. Spring is sprung, which means throwing shade is here. We are it's here every season. We've been here every season, yeah. but now we're here again. If you don't know what we do, we take a look at lady issues and gay issues, and we treat them with much less respect than they deserve, and we do it every week. It's politics, it's comedy, it's absurdity, it's um, hair, a lot of hair, hairstyles. Oh, so many hairstyles. Absolutely. Yeah. Just in your head, picture people with a bunch of wigs on, talking smack, and smoking dope.